Hello and welcome to Aspen Talks Health. I'm Dr. Nicola Ciso and today I'm joined with Eliza Rose Kane. She is a healer and a breathwork meditation instructor. Welcome Eliza. I'm so happy that you're with me today. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Good. My, uh, my pleasure. I wanted to bring this healing modality to the community because it really offers a powerful way to tap into some stored emotions and, and stories and beliefs that we've created around those emotions. So this is wonderful. Can you please start by just sharing what breathwork is mm, yeah. and how does it differ from meditation? Okay. Um, well, breathwork is an active meditation, and what that means is that you're given something to do to occupy that part of our mind that always feels like it needs to be doing something. So that active breathing component that you're given satiates that and allows the mind to really start to take a break and to feel safe and re relaxing. The other piece about breathwork meditation is very similar to what you just tapped into is that Breathwork is different than other meditation because it pulls you into the body. And when it pulls you down into the body, because that first breath is taken into the lower belly, that's when you start to tap into any trapped emotions or any past trauma or anything that you're really ready to let go of. And with the breath, you're then able to move it out of your body and really find freedom. So you're working with not only the mind, but also with the body, the nervous system, and the endocrine system. Interesting. Okay, talk to us about the endocrine system. How is it helping? Okay, so the endocrine system um, is what regulates our hormones. Uh, and when our endocrine system is out of whack, which for a lot of people it is, um, then we feel out of whack. And actually a lot of the diseases happening today are from an imbalance of certain um, hormones being released. So what the breath does is it's very similar to working out you're pulling in an extra level of oxygen through the breathing meditation. And when that happens, the extra oxygen stimulates the hypothalamus. The hypothalamus releases endorphins, and the endorphins move through the body and bump up against your other ductless glands, which in Eastern terminology are known as our chakras, our energy centers. Now, these ductless glands are what comprise the endocrine system. As the endorphins move through, they start to spin and activate and wake up and rebalance any of the ductless glands that are out of whack. Mm. And so um, then that kind of returns our system into balance. And then we re uh, receive more well-being from that place. Very interesting. Yeah. So the endocrine system controls the hormones and the endorphins help regulate is it or 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 the activate. energy system activate yeah okay yeah they help activate it right interesting yeah okay and then the nervous system how does it support the nervous system so as um, when you're actually doing the breath and so as you know the breath it's a two-part inhale we inhale lower belly inhale upper chest and then exhale it out and as you're breathing down into the lower belly and then the upper chest, you actually feel the breath uh, moving up and down your spinal column, your nervous system. And as it pulls you into your body and starts to release any of the tension, your nervous system naturally starts to relax. Mm -hmm. And you move from that like fright and tense and contracted state that I think is really an epidemic right now. Right. I'm actually really witnessing how people are in that state when there's no need to be. 
You know, they're not in a life or death situation, yet day-to-day life has become this pressure-filled experience for a lot of people where their nervous system is on such edge that they're actually in danger of it becoming fried. And they're so overwhelmed and people have trouble slowing down because they're so overstimulated and it's so frenetic. And so it's like when you're overtired, you can't fall asleep. And so that's what's happening with the nervous system. It's like it's just overworked so much Mm. that it's a lot of people are having trouble just finding easy ways to relax and fully settle in. Fascinating. Yeah. So why is it that you're able to tap into these stored emotions? How does that happen? Um, well, the breath, the biggest is it pulls you into your body, and our body holds all of our secrets. So our body holds all of our past experiences, and um, if we don't let them go, or we don't let, if we don't feel what we need to feel in that moment or through these experiences, they get lodged in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, I give the analogy a lot of times of so if there's like a bunny and the bunny is um, escaping a coyote, like it's running, running, running for its life, right. and um, it does escape the coyote. Afterwards, what happens in the animal kingdom? is these the bunny will shake and it will literally shake the trauma out of its nervous system and out of its body whereas us humans when something traumatic happens to us what do we do we we gasp and we like lock it into our system so the breath what's so great is the more and more comfortable you get with it the deeper and deeper you allow it into your body and then it starts to get into those places where it's been lodged and it starts gently surfacing them and then clearing so you're essentially detoxing the past from your body with something as simple as the breath wow it is a fascinating experience i had a personal journey with you and it was magical i mean i i tapped in to this place where I was 14. I shared this on another uh, interview, but I didn't explain where it came from. Uh It was actually during this breath work. And uh, I had uh, the visual of being in a bedroom and in my bedroom at home, and I had just brought home my my report card and my mom came into my bedroom and she was so upset with me because I had was a B plus student. Okay. And she wanted me to be all A's. Okay. So she reprimanded me and and I shriveled. I just went into this like I'm not good enough state. Yeah. And in then when I saw it during the breath work, I saw that her intention was actually to that she believed in me and she knew I could make all A's yeah. if I put more effort in. Yeah. And instead of it being a knockdown, it was actually her way of building me up. Right. Right. And shifting that reframing it basically right yeah is what it showed it was so powerful i mean of course describing it now doesn't it sounds insignificant but when you're in that moment yeah it's really impressive and even though it does sound insignificant the thing is is when you're able to go back in you're looking at it from an adult perspective and you're able to see that awareness of oh she wanted what was best but when you're 14 you genuinely, that's how you perceived it. Right. So what happens is, is we have these experiences and it can be something as simple as someone being like, I don't like those shoes. And we internalize it and we hold on to it. Yeah. But what happens is in our adult life, if we don't clear that, we then return to that age, that that time of that wound. So if it gets activated again, like if something triggers that experience and we suddenly don't feel good enough or like you're not doing enough, you actually start to go back into the mind frame of a 14-year-old and you start reasoning from a 14-year-old. So it's like when, let's say you're in a partnership and you're, you're fighting with your partner and you hit their wound or they hit your wound and you were maybe four years old when that happened. 
your partner might notice or you might notice you're suddenly talking to a four-year-old. Yeah. And then we get frustrated because we're like, why aren't you reasoning like an adult? But we don't understand that they're back in that space of being a four-year-old and they can't until they heal that wound right. and clear it. They can't operate from an adult level in that moment. So that's why it is so important because yeah. it really does dictate the way we respond to our present day life. Yeah, it does. It shows up in so many ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, this was very powerful work of clearing that. Yeah. How did it help you? Um, well, I didn't realize, but I was living in so much fear. And mm -hmm. I was caught up in this whole rat race of I can't slow down, I'm never doing enough, go, 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 like survival mode, and also being completely disenchanted with life then. I was like, mm -hmm. what is the point of this? I was like, why am I here? This is not fun. Is this like the way that my whole life is going to be? Then I don't want, I don't want this. And so right. I was seeking more. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a bike accident where... I literally like flew over the hood of uh, a car and I knocked my um, wind, like the wind. And the universe was literally telling me it was like slow down. Huh. And um, I, I like hit, it was like hitting a concrete wall. And it was Oof. like, and it was really intense. And I realized that, and then I got introduced to the breathwork and I started to dive into it. And over the years, I look back and I realized how I had been so afraid to feel. I didn't want to feel. I had a lot of things from my childhood that I didn't want to acknowledge. And so because I didn't want to feel, I kept pushing myself out of my body to avoid it. And so I was spinning and I was caught in a rat race and I was go, go, going because I wasn't present. I wasn't clear because that's what happens when you are in your body. Yeah. But when you don't want to feel, you disconnect. So the breath work really supported me in slowing down and then feeling safe to eventually go into the experiences I needed so that I could clear them and I could let them go and I could feel that, like slow down and enjoy life versus get caught in that rat race. Yeah. 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 For me, it was as powerful as ayahuasca. Yeah. It was just, yeah. a, I mean, going, being able to go right in, into the, the stored energy yeah. and like literally you feel it release. Yeah. It's wild. It is. And I, I do say, because we have evolved, like in the sense that ayahuasca was used back in the day when we were much, much denser, like our, our physical body was actually denser and we are evolving to a point where we actually, I believe, don't necessarily need the ayahuasca. And mm -hmm. again, I think yep. if people are called to it, it's important. Do what you need to do. I'm never being like, everyone's got to trust their own inner voice. Right. And a healer actually gave a really, I forget who, but a friend was telling me she um, was talking to this healer and he gave her a really cool analogy where he goes, listen, he goes, let's say you want to get on the other side of the door. He goes, when you use the breath, you open the door and you walk to that other place. He goes, when you use ayahuasca, you're throwing yourself through the door. Huh. So you're getting to the same place, but many people experience with ayahuasca, not everybody, but many people experience their purging, oh. they're physically, they're beating up their systems yeah. in a way that it's like, yeah, you can do that, but why? You know, if you don't need to, yeah. there's no reason anymore because the breath is going to take you to that same place and I believe even beyond. Yeah. No, I experienced it. I've experienced yeah. both and my body rejected, I mean, the purging, the, yeah. the desire to just throw up for six hours is not fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would much rather do your breath work. Yeah. Much yeah. rather. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the, your, you've incorporated binaural beats. Yes. Why? Yes. So um, coming to Aspen was a really unique experience because before I had been in LA and I'd been teaching breath work and LA is 
the world of theater and performance and film, and they um, really value emotions, and they really value like being theatrical and expressive. So um, they, breathwork was received very differently there. When I moved here, Aspen really values the intellect. We have a very strong cerebral community, and it's incredible, very strong wills, very smart minds. But there was a challenge of really getting them to drop into their bodies and be a little bit more expressive with the breath. There was a little bit of resistance. Mm. And the binaural beats um, synchronistically came in, and it kind of, when I when it came forward, I was like, you know, let me try this. This is gonna be something cool. And um, I found, because the binaural beats are designed to balance the brain. They're a component where you use headphones and a different uh, frequency goes into each ear, which is why you need to use the headphones. And the variance in the frequency has different effects on the brain waves and helps them relax. So when I used that in combination with the breath work, these really strong minds were able to actually find that relaxation and to let go. They just needed a little bit more support in letting go. And what's cool is that I'm noticing is that with where the world is going, all of us are having more and more trouble letting the mind slow down because we're just all more and more overstimulated. Right. There's so much information coming on and our minds are so engaged right now that to slow down is becoming harder and harder. So it felt very serendipitous and special that the binaural beats came in and then I started weaving them underneath my regular songs and so now I'm creating these really Ooh. unique playlists that um, are very different because at first I was just playing them in the beginning, the middle and the end and then I started to under certain songs very subtly um, putting the binaural beats underneath and when that happens it's like the mind gently gets so overstimulated that it, it just gives up it tricks the mind into just giving up and it's like I, okay I can't figure this out and it lets go and so um, it's been really cool to kind of have um, Aspen as a laboratory and I've been doing it over at the Aspen Chapel and that's been like my little petri dish and I'm you know <laughs> experimenting and it's been really fun and yeah. it's really um, becoming really successful with that. I found it very effective. Yeah. Because you almost, you tune out that you're in a room full of people. Yeah. And then you really can just go into focusing on the breath because it's, you're, it's quite structured. Yeah. So that you have something to focus on. Right. That takes you out of your head. Yeah. And I'm happy actually, you said that with the headphones, how it kind of brings you inward. Because another thing I really noticed is that because we're so engaged all the time, even on our phones, you know, we're constantly stimulated. I really believe so many people on our soul, we're just craving that space. Yeah. We're craving that permission to just like be us, to just have this little container around to go in and to yeah. explore us without all of this stimulation coming at us. And the headphones, they did that. And so it was weird yeah. at first to really have people like have people going in versus being more out in the experience. But I'm feeling that that's what people are really craving right now. Yeah. Yeah. You also then weren't worried about, it, you, you know, if you're crying or if you're right. making funny sounds <laughs> or if anything's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the well-being of the mind. Yes. Can you tap on how the, this breathwork helps that? Definitely. So, um, as I mentioned, you know, the breathwork, having the breathing pattern supports the mind in, in feeling comfortable um, having something to do. And the extra oxygen um, is working a lot with the mind and the open mouth. So breathing through the open mouth 
throws the mind off. The mind is very comfortable breathing through the nose so it can stay engaged that way. Whereas when it breathes through the open mouth, that's another technique that is throwing the mind off. And um, the reason why this is really important is that the mind's like a computer. And when we are trying to process our emotions through our mind, we're actually stressing our mind and asking it to do something that it's, it's not meant to do. Our body is meant to process our emotions. So the breath work helps um, take over the, the, takes away one of those unnecessary jobs of the mind mm -hmm. and return it to the body. And then in this place, the mind is able to get a reboot because it is like the computer. Right now, most people have all these files open and they're doing all these different programs. And what happens to your hard drive when that happens? when that's going on. Overload. Yeah, it starts to slow down and then yeah. eventually it literally sh like shuts off. It, right. And that's what's happening with our minds. And I actually believe a lot of the um, mental instability and the dementia and the Alzheimer's, I wonder how much of that is from the mind never getting a break and short-circuiting, starting to really short-circuit. Huh. So the breath, um, it's a technique to give that mind that reboot and that reset that it really needs. Love that. Yeah. How often do we need it? Um, I mean, for me, it became my daily practice because wow. you will see results in as little as seven minutes. Um, it will start to really work with your nervous system. And I did that because I'm such a sensitive person, so I feel a lot. The breath work is so clearing and cleansing. Mm. So a huge part for me and why it was so important to do it daily was that I needed to come back into a sense of myself and get clear what's mine and what's not mine. Yeah. Because when you're feeling the pain of the world and you're feeling everything going on with people around you, it's exhausting. Yeah. And I was literally just exhausted and burnt out. So using the breath, to me, it was just so nourishing. And it was like, oh, like I'm back. Like it's just me. I can handle me. Yeah. Whereas I couldn't handle like the, the pain of the world. Right. I could handle me. So, um, I did it daily, but I find if you do it once a week and also knowing it's a progression. I mean, I didn't start it daily until a year after I'd been introduced to it. So it is a very interesting practice for people. Mm -hmm. They try it. It's unique. It's different. They might like feel a little awkward around it. So it's very natural for it to take a little while for people to really start to get into it. So if you're not getting into it right away and like, I need this to be my daily practice, that's actually really normal. Um, it takes people a little bit of time Something. to kind of ease in. Yeah. yeah. Why do you advocate doing it on the full moon? The full moon is an amazing time for letting go. It's when the light is so bright that we're able to really see kind of all those little shadow parts in ourselves. And so um, mm. it just lets us kind of clear. Um, so energetically, it's a great time for just releasing. Nice. Yeah. I never understood that. Yeah. I never knew why. <laughs> uh, you have something coming up on November 7th. What was that? Yeah. So I'm going to be launching this uh, Patreon uh, site. And what that is, is a membership platform where I'm going to be sharing with people these special playlists that I talked about, mm. where they'll be able to access them online to breathe on, on their own, where they'll get the binaural beats woven under the traditional music. And there's also going to be a chance for them to do online classes. Um, I find that just having accountability and a little bit of structure helps people show up a little bit more, especially yeah. in the beginning. 
and that with any practice, you need to show up to get results. <laughs> like you right. need to practice it to, yeah. for it to really experience the benefits. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So how can people find out about that? If they go to my website, elizarosecane.com, okay. um, then there'll be information on that. And um, if they sign up on my email list, I'll be sending out the launch on that. Okay, well, yeah. make sure to put that link up on aspentalkshealth.com. Under this interview, you'll, you'll be able to find all those links. Uh, is there anything else that you want to share? Any messages for the community that... Well, I just feel like right now we're in a, a very heightened state where a lot of people um, are facing a lot of um, triggers, like a lot of their past wounds and traumas. I think what's going on in the world collectively has surfaced a lot for people. Mm. So um, I just really encourage people to slow down, be a little bit more gentle with themselves, mm. and that to know that the breath really is always there to help nourish and support them and soothe them so they can just feel a little bit safer and more open in this time versus defensive and guarded because um, we're all in this together. You know, right. I'm all, I'm like team humanity. Like that's what it's <laughs> all about. It. So, um, oh, yeah. It's beautiful. You do yeah. such great work in this valley. Really appreciates you, I know, for oh. sure. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. It was so great to connect with you further on this. Good. I, I look forward to you providing many more sessions. And yeah. you also offer privates. People yes. should know that as well. Yeah. So yeah. um, often, every full moon for sure at Aspen Chap. Except Chap the next two are during the holidays, ah. so they're not going to be full moon. Um, the dates are going to, it's going to be November 20th and then December 13th. Okay. So won't be full moons. Um, and yes. starting next year. We'll um, okay. Right. Then I'll go back to the full moon. And privates are great if you really want to dive into specifically what's going on with you. The groups, group energy is so fun because yeah. you lift each other up. Right. But you're not going to get focused attention on on what's particular is happening. Yeah. So that's where the one-on-ones are really great where you have that time to to dive into you specifically. Yeah. Is, does everyone experience the journey, the kind of journey that I had with it, or is it sometimes just a peaceful experience? It varies. It's always different for people, and I find it really depends on where the person's at. You're super open. You've done a lot of work. So the breath work, it honors that. It mm. shows up and meets you where you're at. Um, other people, if this is the first time that they're ever doing a sort of meditation practice, they're gonna, it's gonna take a few times for them to even get comfortable, relaxing enough to start to have experiences. Um, so it's, it's very different um, and it goes through waves. You know, each time you do it, it's different. It's That's different. why I've been doing it for a decade now and I'm still, I'm still hooked on to it. Wow, a decade. Yeah. So what I say in my head while we're doing it, while to get myself into the space of being really open, is just I keep repeating the question, show me what I need to see. Mm. Show me what I need beautiful. to learn. And that's beautiful. You're so open to something bigger, like connecting you and showing you what you might not can't, can't see at that moment. Right. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's, it's so weird. It yeah. can take five or ten minutes, and all of a sudden I get dropped into yeah. a scene. And that's so beautiful yeah. that, like, I think the other piece is that we it's safe to surrender. Mm. Like, the breath connects you to something that is so much bigger than yourself that that connects us to each other. Like, that, that breath, it's really um, that web of light. And when you relax enough and surrender, you feel the support. And you realize, mm. you know, I'm not in this alone. And that, you know, life's meant to work out. There are greater forces that want to help you. Um, even if it's just that voice, your higher voice within. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love it. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank uh, you. Again, thank you for being on the show and thank you My for all pleasure. that you do. My pleasure. So as always, check out AspenTalksHealth.com to learn about more information and how to get a hold of Eliza and get on her subscription so that you're notified of the next events and she yeah. has wonderful wisdom that she shares. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much for tuning in.